Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Next Sunday, January 9th, we've got some very specialized training that we'd like to do with you. This is for anybody who wants to work with minors in ministry from babes to toddlers to kids to youth. If you wanna be a part of any of the ministries that involve those people, you've got to have this training. It is mandatory. And so we're gonna offer this training next Sunday after the worship experience. Lunch is gonna be on us. Uh, so we need you to sign up in the foyer so we can make sure we have enough food. And then we're gonna go into this training. We're gonna talk about how to build authentic, real, and healthy relationships with minors in our church and in ministry. We're also gonna do some risk assessment. Uh, and so it's gonna be a great training. We hope you'll be a part of it next Sunday, January 9th, after the worship experience. And again, lunch will be on us. So make sure you sign up in the foyer. Well, there's another ministry we've been trying to get off the ground and going, but we ran into a couple snags and that's our nursery ministry. And in fact, the largest problem that we've had kicking this thing back off is finding enough workers. So I'm putting a plea out to all of our ladies today. Would you consider being a part of nursery ministry? Look, I, I know that there's a stigma that, that's kind of associated with nursery ministry that it's babysitting, but that's not the heart of this pastor. In fact, I think it's a tremendous honor to be able to be a nursery worker. As a nursery worker, you might be the very first person to pray over a child and their family, ever. That's incredibly life-changing. And think about this, you might be the first person to ever read a Bible story to a child. That has a spiritual impact that we can't even fathom. And if we could do this, I'm gonna cast some vision for a moment. Imagine if we would have 16 committed nursery workers if we had 16 ladies that were committed to serving in our nursery, you would have to serve in nursery a whopping six times a year. That's once every other month. The commitment's not huge, but the rewards definitely are. And we need a vibrant nursery ministry to be up and going so that some of these new families with young kids will connect, will wanna connect with our church. We'd hate for that to be the reason someone does not stay at our church because we don't offer a nursery ministry. So ladies, would you please consider being a part of that? Sign up in the foyer if you would. Come to that training next week and then we'll have uh, some more training, specific training for nursery in the near future once our team is established. Thanks so much for considering this and I believe we can do this. 16 ladies to be a part of our nursery ministry and we can make a huge impact in the kingdom. Thanks again. Well, as we get ready to kick off Wednesday nights again, I think we should start off with a bang. And I can't think of a better thing to do than to have a ministry band at p.m. She is gonna be here. It's ready to head back to Indonesia. 30 p.m., it's gonna be fantastic. I'm looking. Well, hey, this is the first worship experience in 2022. Let's get up on our feet. As our worship team comes to the platform, it's time for us to just go after God. Let's give it our all today. And let's set the tone for what God wants to do in this coming year. Let's go after Jesus today. Worship team, let's do it. Amen. God is all about new things. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, 
They are a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. Colossians 3.10, we are told to put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, to put on the new person, to take off the old, to put on the new, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created us. And today, from Psalm 149, sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. We're going to sing a couple of songs that might be new for you today. And uh, we're going to have Aaron kick it off for us this morning. And you'll hear some songs of this generation. But let us fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and give him the glory due his name. Let's enter in this morning. stacking up the years Ooh, I've been stacking up the years I spent trading punches with the enemy Ooh, built myself a double thick stone tower of lies higher than the eye can see Trapped in this flesh and bone Crying out to you, Lord I'm desperate Love, come rattle this cage and set me free All of my fears like Jericho walls Gotta come down, come down All of my fears like Jericho walls Gotta come down, come down Oh Lord, my prison turns to ruin When your love moves in All of my fears like Jericho walls Gotta come down through the pride and the blame cutting straight to the heart of me Ooh, long before I ever called your name you were fighting for my victory caught in your flesh and bone the wounds that have set my souls forgiven oh now I can feel the darkness trembling all my fears all of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down Oh Lord, my prison turns to ruin When your love moves in All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, come down From the ground up All I want to see is you Terrify the lies with truth Oh, come down, come When your love moves in All of my fears Like Jericho walls Gotta come down, come down, come down 
my knees again. Got them on my knees again. God, I'm begging, please, again, I need you. Do you need the Lord today? Oh, I need you. I need him. Walking down these desert roads, water for my thirsty soul, I need you. Oh, I need you. Help us out. Your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips like the sound of a symphony to my ears like holy water on my skin I was a dead man Dead man walking, slave to sin. I want to know about being born again. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. So take me to the riverside. Take me under baptize. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. Your forgiveness. Like sweet, sweet honey on my lips Like the sound of a symphony to my ears Like holy water on my skin I don't want to abuse your grace I need it every day It's the only thing That ever really Makes me want to change I don't want to abuse Your grace God I need it every day It's the only thing That ever really Makes me want to change Everybody I don't want to abuse Your grace God I need Like sweet, sweet honey on my lips Like the sound of a symphony to my ears Here we go Like holy water Your forgiveness It's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips Like the sound Like holy water, acapella, your forgiveness, everybody. It's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. Like the sound of the symphony to my ears. Like holy. Amen. Lord, this morning. Lord, this last year has brought about its own set of unique challenges, tremendous victories, times of mourning, 
But Lord, we are grateful to be standing where we are today because, Lord, we are where you need us to be. Lord, as we go into this new year and we focus in on what your word has to say to us today, it's an it's a opportunity of celebration, but it's also an opportunity of challenge before us. And whenever there's a challenge, there's an opportunity for spiritual growth. Lord, I believe that you're calling us as your people to grow in you, to grow deeper, to grow roots down strong, to become a people who are flexible and willing to go wherever you lead. Lord, like you led the people of Israel through the desert, Lord, I believe you will lead us through this next season. And where you choose to go may not always be the road that we would want to take, but God, you are faithful to take us where you need us to be, to experience what you have for us, and it will be a blessing to others. Lord, this morning we pray for those this morning who are sick and ill. Lord, we pray that your healing would be upon them. Lord, we pray for your strength for those who feel weak today, that they would rise up. Lord, for those who are facing daunting challenges this coming weeks or in the weeks ahead, to give them supernatural strength, peace of mind, and hope. Lord, you are a good and faithful God. And Lord, we thank you today to be able to step into your word. And God's people said, amen. 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 You can be seated today. It is time to dismiss our kids down for Kids Connect with Miss Jackie and special BGMC guest, Marianne Adams. So very excited for our kiddos today. All you guys can go to the back with Miss Jackie right now and head downstairs. I know I'm not as excited as Jeb when we dismiss, but uh, we're excited for what you'll experience today. Well, who's ready to hear a word from God? Awesome. Well, look, we're going to break this message kind of down into two parts. Uh, and so let's get started right away. As we enter into a new year, it's only natural that we want to reflect back uh, over this previous year and consider what all has been accomplished. That's true in our professional life. It's true in our personal life. It also should be true in our spiritual life. Think about these things for just a moment. How much time did you spend in God's Word in 2021? How consistent was your prayer life? Did you witness and did you bring somebody to Jesus in 2021? Is it your goal for 2022? Did, did my giving reflect my heart towards God? And was Sunday morning worship a priority for me? over 2021. And as you consider these things, what did you see God do this last year? And not only in you or through you, but around you. I can't speak for everyone, but I got to tell you, I experienced some great things that God did in and through me in 2021. But I'll tell you what takes the cake, what I saw God do around me last year. What I saw him do in the lives of others was absolutely fantastic. I saw him restore broken marriages. I saw him take people on the very edge of depression and bring them back and restore their mind and hope in their life. I saw children, kids, and adults be rescued by Jesus. 
I saw him give hope to hopeless. I saw him give forgiveness to the fallen. I saw him transform lives. I saw these beautiful. And can we just... I saw steps of faith. What all did you see God do around you this last year? Or did you even notice? Did you miss out on the great things God was doing because you were so focused on the things that sidetracked you, on the negative things happening around you? Just some food for thought. Faith is powered by focus. And what you choose to focus on will feed your faith or starve it. Look at just some of the things as we talk about our church that we were able to accomplish in 2021. Let's start off with the big one. BGMC, Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. One of the things that we do as Assemblies of God is we want to get our kids involved and have a heartbeat towards giving to God. And so we do that through BGMC, and, and BGMC funds go to missionaries to buy them curriculum, equipment uh, that they can use on the field. And in this last year, we raised over $10,000 for BGMC. And as far as I know, we are the second largest giving church for BGMC in Wisconsin. The only church that gave more is about 10 times our size. That's a God thing. Amen. Come on. That's a God thing. Amen. And if we want to see the key to God doing greater things in and through Hillside, it's going to come in missions in 2022. Right. I am absolutely 100% assured of that. I will tell you, as I have been praying and, and feeling where God wants to take us, here's been my prayer. Lord, I, I sense what you're wanting to do, but I don't know how to get from here to there. And God came back with one thing, prioritize missions this year. That's it. That's all he said to me. And I keep waiting for like, okay, now what else? And God goes, prioritize missions in 2022. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. So I'm going to trust him. And I believe 2022 will be a banner year for missions. This last year, we picked up new missionary partners like the Paulsons, who are new missionaries in Africa today. That's incredible. On the field, serving the Lord and doing amazing things in a people group that's unreached for the kingdom of God. We did outdoor services this last year, and whenever we do outdoor services, we reach an untapped people group for the kingdom of God. Just last week, when we did our Christmas Eve service, I got to think what we're doing, when we did our Christmas Eve service, I talked to a lady from Fond du Lac who saw our ad online on Facebook, and she said, I was so moved. I don't belong to a church, but I was so moved when I saw it. I said, I'm going to this. I've got nothing else going on in my life. I will show up for this. And I got to talk to her at the end. She goes, I have been blessed because we were willing to step into the uncomfortable cold, be around some animals and tell the story of Jesus. And I know, I know Mike was a little uncomfortable. He was getting chewed on by that goat pretty good during our service. By the way, thank you all for being a part of that great experience. It was awesome. It was awesome. 
We did projects and maintenance around our building, and a bunch of them are underway. They're coming in bits and pieces, and, and most of those reasons are because of supply chain issues. We've been not able to purchase all the things that we need to finish a project yet, but they're in the works. We've upgraded equipment and infrastructure in our building. We've completely overhauled our webpage and online presence. We added to our church staff team, developed a new foundations class, and pulled off two Christmas worship, experience. worship experiences. God do a lot of things. Credentialing for ministry. That's something I'm very excited about. As we wonder on all these things, and as good as this last year has been, and we can celebrate these things, what if I told you God wants to do a new thing for you in 2022? What if God wants to do a new thing in our church in 2022? Not, not just necessarily that's better or bigger, but that's greater in his might, in his might, that shows him more faithful than ever before in and through our lives. Last year was great. But we can't, we can't just celebrate last year. We've got to step into what God wants to do this year. And I don't know all the things that God wants to do in your personal life, in your personal relationships. That's why it's so important for you to seek the Lord, to have a prayer life with him, to have a personal devotional life so that you can sense where God may be calling you this coming year and the things that he wants to do change and transform in your life. And for every person in here or watching online, God wants to do that in your life. Amen. There's no exceptions. You have not reached a pinnacle in your life. God's not done working in and through you. Well, it's really quiet. You guys can get a little excited. God wants to do something in you. God wants to do something in you. We might need to turn up some heat or something in here. I think they're frozen, Dave. But God wants to do some great things. So let's talk about the church for a moment and where, where we can kind of maybe vision cast, where God may be taking us this year and beyond as a church. We're going to continue to work in the areas of maintenance in our building. You'll continue to see some changes in our sanctuary uh, with our lights. And Jeff Vanderscaff has done a ton of work in our building. He has saved us thousands of dollars. Um, and I can't even imagine how many hours he has put in. But uh, these new lights are awesome, by the way, because now I see all these people that sit here where before it was just a big shining light. I had no idea if people were here or not. I just preached anyway. Uh, so it's great to see people actually sit in the middle rows. Uh, so that's fantastic. But we're going to continue to make those, those, uh, these projects a priority and to get them knocked out. We'll be adding an access panel to underneath our stage this year uh, so that we can do some rewiring, add some electricity and those kind of things uh, to the stage. We'll update the lights. Uh, we'll continue to update the lights in our building, uh, throughout our building, cutting our electricity bill uh, and making things just look better. We're switching out all of our old fixtures for LEDs just a little bit at a time, so you'll see those in process uh, in the coming months. We're going to build our outdoor storage unit, God willing, on the northwest corner of our lot where we've already got the concrete poured, and then we'll uh, get that area cleaned up as well. We'll see the installation of our security system this year, and we worked uh, the other night on that for just a little while. We've got lots of ministry projects coming in 2022, and I, I want to say this. All this is vision casting. I do plan for all these things to happen, but I also know this. God has a bigger plan, and so some of these things may happen. None of these things might happen. Uh, we're planning that they're going to happen. We're moving towards that, believing that God's leading us down this road, but we're also going to be flexible. 
Grow Groups will be launching on January 23rd here at the church on Sunday mornings at 9, uh, 9 a.m. You'll hear more information about that in the weeks coming up. We've got a great weekend planned in February on the 19th and 20th. John and Amanda Olson will be with us from Minnesota on Saturday, uh, the 19th in the a.m. Uh, Amanda is going to be speaking at a women's event. That Saturday night on the 19th, we've got an event that's going to be for married couple and engaged couples to come be a part of this. John and Amanda are going to speak specifically to that. And then big old Pastor John will be coming and preaching from this stage uh, on February the 20th. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the story about me and John. I filled in at his church several times. He's got the biggest pulpit I've ever seen. It's like driving a Harley on Sunday morning. Like you can put both hands up here. John's a big guy. Come with us. Madness, Mr. Nelson and his wife, Rosemary. We'll also have Brandon and Rachel Powell with us and possibly even a special, special musical guest that we're not, we're not ready to talk about today because it's not confirmed. We're trying to get it worked out, but that's all possible. And missions is a key to moving forward. In fact, do you know that today is Mission Sunday? It's the first Sunday of the month. I, let's, let's just do this. I want to take a moment. I pulled a video from our archive about missions and the importance it is in the assemblies of God. Let's watch that this morning together. Where we have been tells us where we are going and who we are. We are a continuing legacy. In November 1914, our early leaders met at Stone Church in Chicago and made an astounding declaration. As a council, we commit ourselves and the movement to him for the greatest evangelism that the world has ever seen. Called by God and enabled by the Holy Spirit, missionaries from the Northwest and across the fellowship went into the hardest and darkest places of the earth for the sake of the gospel. Some fought harsh conditions, while others suffered severe illnesses. Some faced persecution, and some were martyred for the faith. For these early pioneers, there was no turning back. Many packed their coffins with them, filled with their earthly possessions because they were prepared to die in the land where they were called to preach the gospel. In 100 years, the seeds of those first missionaries multiplied into one of the largest missionary movements on the planet. Today, modern missionaries may not experience the same hardships that their early predecessors did, yet they are compelled by the same commitment, the same Holy Spirit, and the same sacrifice of those who have gone before them. They will preach the gospel by whatever means necessary, even if it means dying out loud.
missions across the world, but also right here in our backyard. 2022 is the year of the missionary, and we have all been called to reach someone with the gospel. We're going to do it in 2022. So I'm looking forward to our missions, uh, missions convention in March. But look, today is Mission Sunday, so remember when you give today, remember your pledges, your faith promises to our missionary partners. Let's support them strong until we set new. Already working hard. In fact, this morning I started, and we look this Easter season to do a service on Friday and then on Sunday as well. And on May 6th, we're going to do a church Workers Appreciation Banquet, where we just want to thank everybody for your service and giving to the kingdom. Our staff will be there to serve you that evening. We're going to have a lot of fun uh, on that. So things to look forward to. In the summer, we're looking forward to an epic summer sermon series. And I can tell you this, we're going to finish up in Mark in 2022, Lord willing, and we're going to move into the book of Acts. We'll talk a little bit about that today. We've got outdoor worship nights planned and outdoor events to try to bridge the gap between the church and our community and to have the opportunity to share Jesus with those who've never heard a gospel presentation. And this morning, for the very first time, we're announcing that we're planning a missions trip to Africa in August, and I'll be assembling a small team to go with me uh, to Kenya, Africa. And uh, I'm looking forward to that and the team that will be traveling with us. We're committed to developing those who feel called to full-time ministry. And in 2022 and 2023, I am looking forward to seeing people develop. I'm looking forward to seeing Adrian Granado share his first sermon with us from this pulpit. I'm looking forward to seeing who will be sent out from this place to be a blessing in, in communities nearby and also around the globe. And I believe, and I don't even know how this is going to happen, but I believe in the next two years we will send multiple people to the mission field as missionary associates. Nick, Japan, baby, 2022. I know you've been waiting a long time, but I believe it's going to happen. God is doing great things. But what about for you? What about for you? For some of us today, it's hard to vision cast to the future about what might, amazing things might be in store for us because what we've gone through in 2021. For some, it's been an incredibly tough year, emotionally, physically, and maybe even spiritually. Out, stepped out of your comfort zone, taken down roads that you would have never walked down on your own. You've lost loved ones. You've got bad news. You experienced personal trauma. Last year was a tough year, and you're wondering, what will 2022 bring? Look at your life, and, and maybe this statement just makes sense to you this morning. This can't be God's plan. This can't be God's plan. Maybe you feel that. Maybe that just rings truth in where you're at in your life this morning. And I want to tell you, I know how to do a New Year's service. This is probably the Sunday that I look forward to the most out of any year. And I know how to stir up emotions, and, and I, could, I could just really, in the flesh, just rile you guys up. We could leave here on a super high note, and I do want to leave on a high note today. But I don't want to speak words of the flesh. I want to speak words of the Spirit today to you. And while there is a lot to be excited for in this coming year, 
I believe there's also some great challenges ahead for all of us. And that's what God wants to speak to us today about, is the mix of both of those realities. So let's do that. Let's get in to God's word this morning. We're going to be in Mark 14 and John 18. I'm going to read you the same account from both of those gospels. They're not very long, but there's so much to be taken from them this morning. And then we're going to talk about when we're on the broken road. So Mark 14, verse 43. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared with him. Let's try that again. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayal, the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him and lead him away under Jesus. Judas said, Rabbi, those standing near drew his eye leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me. Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted them and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. They seized him. He fled naked, leaving his garment behind. The first streaker in the Bible right there. So we're not going to talk about about the guy streaking down the street today. We're going to talk about some other things. Let's jump over to John 18, starting in verse 1. I'm sorry, verse 3. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus uh, commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? There are times in our life where you just, you don't see the things coming that that come our way. We've been through a lot in the last two years. And and just, you go back just two weeks ago, uh, I came into the church to work with Jeff on some lighting to get some things ready for Christmas Eve and to work on some ceiling tiles. Uh, What ended up happening was I got a phone call with the person that I was with the night before who ended up becoming sick overnight with COVID, and we were concerned. Uh, and I hope you understand my heart. My thought was, the last thing I want to do is hang out with everybody the week before Christmas, get everybody sick, and nobody's here for Christmas Eve or Christmas services. That's not what we wanted, so we decided we would go into quarantine. We preached the message ahead of time, and, and God, God prevailed and did what he wanted to do. But the day after that, it even just got weirder. The plumbing in our house backed up. I can't ask somebody to come over because we might have COVID. So I, I tried my hand at being a plumber. And after I got that snake 15 feet down the drain and the clog out, I got the snake stuck in there. And after an hour and a half, I did manage to get the snake back out of the tube. 
And I kept thinking to myself, this can't be God's plan. The day after that, I noticed that some chargers that should be pulled from my bank card were not going through. So I called the bank and they said, here's the thing. We think we have your fraudulent claim on your card. And what had happened is someone got a hold of my numbers. They tested it. It comes up as a visa charge and it's for zero amount because they test to see if the card's good and it's active. And if they do, then they sell the number and then you start getting a whole bunch of charges. So we had to cancel my card. But as I was talking to the bank, they said, here's the deal with this going into the Christmas holiday. Uh, the soonest you can get you a new bank card is three weeks. I'm like, okay, this can't be God's plan. There was a whole bunch of other things that ended up happening on top of that. And it was just, I, I think by the time I got here for Christmas Eve, I was just exhausted from it all. And you've been there. You've been there. Well, this can't be, this can't be what God had planned. And here we find the disciples, and I'm sure they felt that way. No one but Jesus saw it coming. Eleven of the twelve disciples were shocked at what was taking place, the arrest of Jesus. And we know from the scriptures that this arrest would lead to the trial, that the trial would lead to conviction, that conviction led to humiliation, torture, and pain led to resurrection. The broken road had to be walked for the great things that happen in Acts to be brought forth. It's a broken road sometimes, church. We know that, but we don't like to talk about it. We know that that's the reality. We know when we read the Bible, it's a broken road for all these men and women who followed God. It was tough. It was hard. We read it so often and we read something that transpires over years and we read it in a matter of moments and we see the outcome. But we have to remember, these people were walking in the unknown. It was painful. It was discouraging at times. But their faith endured and God put them where they needed to be when they needed to be there. It's a messy road. You know what? Most of the times, nobody ever wants to be on the broken road. Look, even Jesus himself didn't really want to be on this broken road. Remember when Jesus prayed in the garden. Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Even Jesus goes, look, I wouldn't choose this for myself. It's a difficult road. The road of suffering, brokenness, pain, and loneliness but sometimes it's the road that we need to walk. Everything that came before for this ministry team was prepping them for this moment and what would come next. And even when Jesus had told them directly what was coming, they still couldn't get it. And sometimes God speaks to us and says, look, broken road ahead. There are things going to happen that aren't in your plan, and we just don't get it. Until we realize that we're on the broken road. What does this mean for us today? The past two years have been something. There's been great victory. There's been moments of confusion. There's been moments of throwing our hands up saying, oh, we don't know what to do next. But God has been so faithful. So faithful. And when we decided to prioritize the mission of the church, to continue to preach the gospel and do our best to reach those who've never heard it or had the opportunity to respond to it. God stepped in and met us right where we were. 
I believe that we were on the road that God had preordained us to be on. And this morning, as we continue to move ahead, I believe that the road will be challenging. I believe that the last two years has prepped us for what comes next. I know that's not what anybody really wants me to say up here. I realize there's a lot of pastors this morning that are preaching messages like, 2022, we're getting back to normal. 2022, it's gonna, we're going back to the good times, the good days. But I got to tell you, I don't think that's what God has for us. I think the last two years have prepped us for what comes next. And I believe that the road ahead is probably even more challenging than the road behind us. And that's okay. There will be moments when we're on this thing together, this the journey called life, where we'll be broken. There'll be moments this next year where we will mourn. There will be some that have sat in this sanctuary for years who God will call home this year, and we will mourn the loss of loved ones. There'll be moments where we have victories, and there'll be moments where we stumble and fall, both individually and as a group and as a church. We're going to fall short sometimes. There'll be moments where we get it wrong, and there'll be moments where we get it right. And look, we just listed a whole bunch of things that we're looking forward to in 2020. It'll be okay. There's a, a moment, this plan, he feels like he's following God, but then he can't move forward with the plan. There's something that hinders him from moving forward. And God eventually comes and speaks to him and goes, look, you're going east, I want you to go west. And I can't remember if those are the right directions or not, but it's one or the other. So have some grace with me this morning. And, and the very place where Paul wanted to go with the gospel, God's going, I want you to go in the other direction. And I had to put up this wall to stop you. Not that your heart's in the wrong place. It's just that your feet are in the wrong place. And sometimes our hearts are in the right place, church. But our feet aren't where they need to be. And so God will use circumstances to put us right where we need to be. This next year in 2022, there will be world events that will reshape how things are done in our world. At least for a season. And the reality is, if we want to get to the book of Acts in our spiritual life, if we want to experience the books of Acts as a church, and the book of Acts is about this. I know we talk a lot about the different things the book of Acts is. The book of Acts is about this, the empowerment of the church to reach the lost. That's the key of the books of Acts. That's why the Holy Spirit comes, so that we can reach people who need the gospel and the good news. And I want to experience that as a church. And more than anything, I want you to experience that. But the road to get there, the road to Acts, it goes through the gospels. And the gospels take us down the road of the cross. And it is difficult and it is challenging. I know this. If you're willing, if you're willing, the broken road will put us right where we need to be when we need to be there. The reality is, if we want to get to the book of Acts, there's a broken road that we've all got to walk down as a church. There's responses to the gospel. 
or not to the gospel, there's responses to the broken road. When we find ourselves at the point where we are at the broken road, we are going to respond. And usually we respond in one of two ways. But I want to tell you, I'm going to talk about these two ways that we do respond. But there's a third way that we're being called to respond. The first one is this. When we start walking down a road that's one that we would not choose, is we respond with aggression. This was Peter's response. He lashes out. He takes up his sword and he cuts off the high priest's servant's ear. And sometimes when we are down a broken road, when something in our life gets out of control, we try to control, micromanage everything else in our life. We've got issues in our marriage. Well, then we take it out on our coworkers. And we try to control everything. When there's one area of our life out of control, we try to control everything more. We get aggressive Peter's response was one of aggression. He lashed out. When we are aggressive, we say things without thinking. We say things that we don't really mean. We blame others. We try to control things. We belittle people. We complain. In all honesty, we just become a bit of a jerk. We become combative in our responses. That's the choice of aggression. The flip side of that coin is regression. See, you got one, one extreme is we get aggressive when we're on a broken road. When we're down and we're facing things that we didn't plan on, we get aggressive. The other one is we regress and we go backwards. This is where the other disciples were. They all disappeared after this. They're all gone. Nobody's writing about this. Where, where are these guys? They disappear. See, when we respond with regression, we in our own way. I have the worst life in existence. I think that everyone's out to get us. We lose our voice. We remain silent. And we fall into depression. When we respond with regression, we basically check out. So you've got combativeness or you've, got, you've checked out of the situation. And those seem to be the two that we seem to fall in when we're on a broken road. But let me tell you, about the response that we are being called to, and it's the response that Jesus gives to the broken road. It's not aggression, and it's not regression. It's the middle. It's the center. Jesus' response to being on the broken road, to the events that were taking place, was submission. That's a word that we don't like. Because it goes against human nature. But Jesus' response didn't start at the arrest. It started in the garden. See, Jesus' first submission was not to man or to the circumstances. His first submission was to God. When he prayed in the garden and said, not my will, but your will. Not the road I choose, not the road I want, but the road that you need me to be on, to be where I need to be, when I need to be there, I submit to your plan and the way that you want to just make things happen to put me where I need to be. Jesus submitted to God. And the often the times where we respond wrong or incorrectly to the situations and the circumstances we face, it's because we haven't submitted to God first. We can sound spiritual. We can sound holy and righteous. But I'll tell you what. You can hide a lot of things from, from people, but you can never hide your heart from God. 
And we rather choose to submit to him or we don't. There's no gray area here. Jesus' first priority in the garden, when he knew the road ahead would be challenging, one that he in his flesh did not want to walk out, the first thing he did is he submitted his heart to God. Are we willing to submit to our heart to God? Because if we're not, I might as well finish the rest of the, I don't even need to finish the message. That's the first key, is we've got to submit to God. We've got to have the moment in the garden, just like Jesus did. Then Jesus submitted to the circumstances. And you might think, that can't, that can't be true, that can't be right. But look at what Jesus did here. In Mark 14, 48, he responds to the leaders. He speaks. He didn't lose his voice. He didn't regress, but he's not combative either. He, he, he acknowledges that what's happening is not correct. It's not right. Verse 48 says, am I leading a rebellion, Jesus said, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching the temple courts, and you did not arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. And you know what happened right after that? He went with them. He went with them. Jesus could have gone Darth Vader on these guys, all right? Lifted up his hand, everybody goes flying into the walls. I mean, Jesus could have done that, but he didn't because his heart was submitted to God the Father. He then could submit to the issues and the circumstances that he was faced with, and he walked it out. Sometimes the unwanted circumstances in our life are the bridge that we need to take to be in God's will. Did you catch that? Sometimes the unwanted circumstances is the bridge we need to take to step into God's will. Worship team, if you would come back. He wanted to murder him, but one of his brothers stepped up. Instead, they sold him into slavery. That can't be God's will. And, and, and when he starts serving, he's serving, with, he's serving with the heart after God. Joseph is submitted to God and trying to live his life the way God is calling him to live in a land that doesn't believe in God. When the owner, the, the wife of the owner of the house that he serves in makes a move on him and he stands up for integrity and he runs out the door because he is not going to have an affair, and then he gets thrown in jail, falsely accused. That can't be God's will. Yet his heart still submitted to God, still surrendered to God. And God put him exactly where he needed to be, when he needed to be there, to be able to answer some very difficult questions. And God's favor would come on him and he would eventually raise to one of the highest positions in Egypt. Reconciliation would happen for him, his father, and his brothers, but the broken road had to be walked. Go through almost any of the Bible characters and you see it laid out. That the crazy circumstances that nobody wanted to face was the bridge to be in God's will, to put us exactly where we need to be when we need to be there. 
I'm slowly learning that everything that's happening is laid out for us to be where God wants us to be. But we have the right response. I wonder how many times do we miss out on blessing others and sharing the gospel because we've had the wrong response to the broken road and the circumstances in our life. Look, COVID's just a really big one that we can use as an example. But this happens each and every day for each one of us. When we're on the broken road, are we submitted to God? This morning, church, as we head into 2022, I believe that the road ahead is challenging. I believe that the, the road will be broken. But I also know this. I foresee if we're willing to walk it, if we're willing to submit ourselves to God, if we're willing to walk through the challenges, that what happened in Acts will happen for us. Not overnight. It will take time to get there. But I believe this year will set up the years to come. And what God wants to do in the kingdom in Ripon and in the surrounding communities. As a pastor, as I was praying over this message, really torn. Because a year from now, I know that there will be some who won't be with us anymore, that they've chosen a different path when it got difficult. And that saddens me greatly. But then God reminds me that when 2023 comes, there will be new faces that found the gospel this year because of the broken road that we were willing to walk down. And they will be the ones singing praise and worship a year from now in this place. Church, I want to see you live in the book of Acts. I want to see the great things that the Spirit wants to do in and through you. But it's just not snapping your fingers. It's just not wishing it into existence. Prayer is the first. Church, would you? I need God more. You need God more. We need God more in 2022. Not that God is somehow more this year than last year, but our realization of our need for Him is more. If we know that the road ahead is challenging, the road ahead is broken, we should be here this morning saying, God, we need to submit to you now so that we're ready when the paved road underneath us begins to crumble. We won't be surprised. We won't be caught off guard because we know we're right where you've called us to be. And the same God that walked with Joseph, the same God who walked with the people of, of Israel as they walked out of Egypt into the desert, into the unknown, is going to walk with us in this coming season. Would you join our worship team as we sing this song? And then I'm going to come back and pray and we'll close out with some more worship. But Mike, would you lead us in this song together this morning? I need you more. More than yesterday, I need you more. 
more than words can say I need you more than ever before I need you Lord I need you Lord would you sing it with us Yesterday, I need you more. More than words can say, I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. One more time. I need you, Lord. Today I need you more. Yes, I do, Lord. More than words can say, I need you more. Yes, I do, Lord. church this morning, would you just as a sign to God, no one's looking around, but if you're just saying, I need this moment of surrender, would you just lift your hands to the King, to Jesus, and just say, Lord, I'm prepping for the road ahead because I want to submit to you right now, just like Jesus did in the garden. We're taking a moment, God, to acknowledge that your ways are not our ways, that God, we the road you have for us is probably not the road we would choose for ourselves. But it's on that broken road where we grow. It's on that broken road where we learn, where, where we walk and we, we step into the feet that, that Jesus shows us, the footprints that Jesus laid out in front of us, the road that sometimes is one of suffering, the road uh, that sometimes is painful, the road sometimes that, that just puts us at our wit's end. But it's in those places that the power of God becomes real in our life. And when we are broken, people can see the Savior in us. Lord, we are just vessels. And God, I, we know that you love us. Your word tells us that. And that God, you want to do things in our life to help us prosper. And that doesn't always mean the things that we think that means. It doesn't mean a blessing of God can be. So I pray over these individuals and families here today. That God, we, we acknowledge the road ahead of us might be challenging. That there might be things that happen in our world that some that we expect, some that we don't. And that those things may, may change the way that, that things are done for a period of time. But God, you will put us where you need us to be to be witnesses for the kingdom of God, to be light in the darkness, not to walk in arrogance, not to walk in aggression, and not to regress, but to stand in you and submit to you, and we can walk through whatever comes our way. Whatever floodwaters rise, the hand of God goes before us to pave a way. God, we thank you this morning that we do not do 2022 alone, but we go with you 
we go with you, Jesus. Where you lead, we will follow. Lord, help us to be people of grace this coming year. To be people of love and mercy. Lord, help us to be people of adventure. To try uh, new things. To be creative. To, to allow people to express their faith in creative ways. Lord, we want to be the church you're calling us to be. Lord, I believe that at the end of all of this, that we will see what the church saw in the book of Acts. The emergence of your church in power. The emergence of your church in ministry, in evangelism. The priority of reaching the lost that became the heartbeat of the early church would begin to be the heartbeat of Hillside Assembly. Lord, we thank you that you are great and mighty. Lord, as we take a few moments to reflect, as we worship a little longer before we close this service, Lord, would you accept our worship? May we worship you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, may your blessing fall upon your people today. In Jesus' name, and God's people said, Worship team, would you lead us in a few more songs before we close our service? For the traditional church, this may be Epiphany Sunday, which signaled the coming of the wise men. And we'd just like to reflect just uh, briefly again on the Christmas message with Mary, Did You Know? men came to worship him the king of the Jews where is he who is born king of the Jews they came and worshiped and gave their gifts Mary did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water Mary did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you delivered will soon deliver you Mary did you know that your baby boy would give sight to the blind man Mary did you your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand. Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels tread? And when you kiss your little baby, Lord of all creation.
that your baby boy will soon he'll rule the nations did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb and the sleeping child you're holding is the in one more song. Just enter in to worship this morning.
you love so deep. Your love so deep is washing over me. Your face is all I seek. You are my everything. Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, hear my only cry to know you all my life. Your love so deep is washing over me. Your face is all I see. You are my everything. Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, Worship on your own as Jeremy plays now. You love so deep. this first worship experience of the year. Uh, it's been an interesting service because we started off like, oh, high note and all these things God did and what we're looking forward to. And then it was like, okay, the road to get there might be challenging, but I want to end today just with some things that we can celebrate together. Uh, Owens, first Sunday on the worship team, man. You killed it. It was great. Love seeing people stretch and grow and be developed. Uh, Jeremy goes back to Bible college this week. Uh, he's involved in, in all sorts of cool ministries. We were talking about him this morning. Uh, we're proud of you, man. Go after it. Live the adventure. It's great. been a great having you home for the Christmas break. Aaron, of course, is here from Milwaukee, and he's finishing up his senior. It better be a really good year. Courtney back here. If you have 2022, 
Church, we're not in this alone, okay? So no matter what happens tomorrow, a month from now, or six months from now, we're going to figure it out because we're submitted to God, and we're going to work together. We're going to have grace with each other, and we're going to come out the other side of this thing being victorious and reaching people for the kingdom of God. Okay, now look, I know it may be not my greatest sermon ever, but we can say amen to that. We're going to reach people for the kingdom of God. So let's pray over our offering. I want you to have an amazing week. Don't forget Wednesday, we've got Miss Marianne here for our Wednesday night prayer time at 630. You don't want to miss that. She is a hoot and a half. You will be blessed. And then next Saturday or next Sunday, remember after the worship experience, we've got special training for anybody who wants to work with minors this coming year. Sign up today so we have an idea how much food to get. That would be great. But let's pray over the offering and send you out to do ministry. Amen? Amen. Lord, we thank you today to gather together because not everyone has the freedom that we have. And Lord, what a blessing it is to worship together, to seek your face and to put these worship experiences together, to to try to harness your heart and the words that you want to speak into our life. Lord, how blessed we are with our incredible worship team. Uh, Lord, we are glad to see those numbers growing and expanding those using their talents for the kingdom of God. Lord, we pray over our college students as they get ready to return, uh, Lord, to their academic studies and the adventures you have for them this next season, that you would put a blessing over them. Lord, that the broken road that they might be on would put them exactly where you need them to be when they need to be there. Lord, we pray for Aaron and Courtney. And Lord, as they get ready to to take the largest adventure of their life together, Lord, we pray a blessing over them, that you would move in their life, that you would help them as they begin their life together. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to give this morning of our tithes and offerings and also our gift towards missionaries. Lord, we want this church to thrive. We want to be a healthy, loving church that's following you into the unknown. And God, we look forward to the great adventure that lies before us. Lord, help us to be your people this week. Help us to be your people today as we leave this place and we go into the workplace, we go into the marketplace, we go into our homes and neighborhoods. Lord, to be the people you're calling us to be, to love those around us and to be the light of Jesus Christ to this world. And Lord, we pray a special blessing over the Packers today. May they be victorious over the Vikings and get home field advantage, if it would be in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful, wonderful day today, church. Fears, they gotta come down. Oh, my fears, like Jericho.
acapella with the drum. All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down. All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down. Oh Lord, my prison turns to ruin. Jericho walls gotta come down, come down. 